Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we have another gun gripe episode for you. We're going to be talking about truck guns. Why does it got to be truck guns? Why can't it be like, you know, beetle guns or car guns? Well, truck it's going to be truck guns. So, truck, truck guns is kind of a euphemism that, you know, involves carrying a firearm in your vehicle on a regular basis for defensive purposes or hunting, or whatever the case may be, right? So we'll kind of dive into this subject. Uh, we're going to go down the rabbit hole on some really interesting things I think you're going to enjoy, um, good and bad. All Always. right, uh, we'll talk a little bit about everything. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our friends at RMA Body Armor for supporting our videos. They have some great American-made body armor, soft armor and hard armor. We've done a lot of testing on their armor. It's held up really great. I think it's a wonderful value. If you decide you want to get something, tell them we sent you, and a big thanks to them for supporting our content. So, um, you know, this can go a lot of different ways in terms of, you know, when we talk about people that are carrying firearms in their vehicle on a regular basis, um, it, it really, it comes down to practicality and, you know, also I think security is a really big proponent of this and that's the gripe mm -hmm. aspect of this is where folks will, you know, carry firearms in their vehicle and they don't really store them properly or they leave them out in plain sight and then it's a potential... Um, you know, thievery type of thing that you're getting into in terms of somebody could steal it. So that's scary territory. You don't want to get into a situation where someone's going to break the window and steal a, a gun out of the vehicle or anything. I mean, and times have changed a lot. I mean, you know, back in the, you know, 70s and 80s and even before that, way before, uh, you know, folks that have like gun racks in the back of their truck with a, you know, hunting rifle or a shotgun just hanging there and they could go into the hardware store and conduct their business or go into the restaurant and conduct their business and no one would think twice about breaking the window and taking the gun out of the truck. And it just really wasn't as much of a thing. But now, uh, you know, thieves have gotten a lot more brazen and, uh, you know, certainly a lot more willing to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, bust open someone's vehicle no, and sir. steal the contents out. I think one of the gripes, too, is we've thought about in other videos, um, you know, advertising that you own guns on your vehicle via license plates, stickers, wraps. I mean, you know, all kinds of crap. You can have a whole back window. I see it on trucks all the time. Whole back window full of all kinds of gun things. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. But it's like, hey, there's guns in me. Come and knock out my window and see. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. You know, free guns. I, I mean, it's like, why advertise that if you you want to have like the element of surprise in a defensive situation, not advertise that you're the first target that they want to take out. Yeah. I mean, come on. Jeez. I, I think that there is a, a very overwhelming type of change that is coming over people in terms of the way that they approach defensive situations and approach, let's just yes. say, truck guns or car guns or even just existing and traveling about in public with firearms on their person, whether it's just an everyday carry, mm -hmm. you know, having a gun on your hip or having a backpack with a concealable uh, gun in it or mm -hmm. something like that. Maybe you've got a blowout kit, mm -hmm. some armor, uh, backpack armor or something Ding. like that, um, you know, and having this tactical satchel that just screams ex-military or screams off-duty police officer or screams tactical. And don't get me wrong, I love that just as much as the next person, okay? I love, like, the 511 and tactical and all of this stuff. Molly I mean, everywhere. I love Molly, right? And Molly loves me. 
All right. We're not talking the girl Molly. We're talking Molly, right? I love Molly gear. I love kitting things out and having all kind of random stuff hanging off of your pack with all kind of useful goodies, right? Mm -hmm. We all love that. But there there comes a point where you, you have to sometimes conceal the fact that you are uh, very capable. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe it is, for one, and a matter of having the element of surprise mm-hmm. is always a good thing, right? No one expects the dude, uh, you know, just dressed in blue jeans and a T-shirt to rip out a carry gun and, and get to work in a, in a defensive situation. Especially someone who looks like me. Hey, Point in case. Look at that hipster right there. Point in case. He but, won't hurt me. But the thing is, right, um, also, if you're wearing the... I mean, and look, there's a lot of us veterans out there that, you know, especially now that the wars are winding down and, and, and you know, things are getting somewhat back to normal, but you've got a lot of these GWAT era veterans that, you know, you get back from your deployment and for like, you know, 10 or 15 years after you've returned from your deployment, you've been out of the military 10 years, 15 years, and I get it. Like, you know, you, you want to run the 511 tactical pants or the or whatever and the, you know, combat boots and the, right. you know... Uh, all the tactical gear and then the, you know, blacked out flag and the, you know, it, it just kind of screams, Hey, I'm carrying a gun. And, and that's, that's cool, I suppose. But people are really trying to just kind of get more towards the common man, gray man type of thing. You know, we've talked about that in some previous videos and I think the same thing goes uh, into play for truck guns, right? I think it's useful to have a long gun or a shotgun in your vehicle as a defensive option, especially <laughs> if you can deploy it in a way that no one would ever expect right. You know, if you've got some random truck with uh, all random gun stickers on it, and you know, someone's going to expect somebody to deploy a long gun from that vehicle. But if you got a Honda Civic with an equestrian tag on it and some Granny Gertrude uh, blankets in the back and family a van. non-assuming family van, yep. now you're talking. There's nothing in there. I think those are the people you need to worry the most about. Because we're crazy. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I think that that's where the gripe kind of comes from. Is a lot of people. I've been in situations where I walk through a parking lot, and it's not. Look, <laughs> it's not that I'm trying to be nosy or to pry or to look into people's vehicles or anything, but just the way I'm wired as a person, mm-hmm. I I can't help it. When I'm in a parking lot, I'm passing through. I look in every single vehicle. As I'm walking by, I don't like go and shine lights like a cop would look in someone's vehicle. But I kind of, I have a little bit of a of an air of he leisurely glances into unassuming situational awareness. Yes. Okay. I have situational awareness when I walk through a parking lot, and yeah, I'll look and just kind of glance as I'm walking by. You know, you don't know if you're going to see someone's baby locked in the car mm-hmm. in a you know 110 degree parking lot or something you know something like that or someone left their dog in the car or freddy krueger maybe or, jumping out or freddy you know? krueger jumping out yeah so you know i can't tell you how many times i've seen unsecured firearms just yep. out in the open and if i were some dishonest person it would be nothing to just smash that uh you know window and and take off with that gun and people tend to be so lazy when it comes to like just just taking a little bit of effort to conceal the firearms are carrying in their vehicle a little bit. Not you know? only firearms, but people. Valuables. Yes, valuables in general. Like, people don't consider, like, just putting their phones away or cables or AirPods, you know, just electronics and things like that. Just tuck that stuff away, keep your car clean so it doesn't look like a pigsty, you know, and just 
make that person who's passing by that might be thinking about breaking into vehicles, like, oh, they ain't got nothing. Mosey on down the line to somebody who's just got, you know, a gun laid out on their back seat or whatever. It's like, oh, hello. Um, yeah. I think one of the things, too, is what makes a practical truck gun? You know, part of the gripe is, like, people carrying impractical firearms for, like, road defense, if you will. I mean, the whole point of a truck gun is to have something that increases your defensive uh, standing, I guess, over, like, a handgun. Because you're going to carry a handgun on your person most of the time anyways. All right, that's your personal protective item. But you want something to extend your range a little bit, perhaps. You want something to be a force multiplier. You know, like an AR, like a shotgun. Those are way more powerful than that handgun that you're carrying on your hip. And it could mean, you know, getting out of a situation that you might find yourself in, uh, you know, in a city or whatever the case is. You never know what might happen. And people might think that gun owners are crazy for thinking like this. But when things like that happen, who's the crazy one now for not being prepared for those situations? But like having a a 20-inch A2 or something, like, fully decked out that weighs 20 pounds, you know, with all kinds of accessories and stuff on it, that's not really practical. But having, like, a, you know, an AR pistol or, like, a 14.5 rifle or something like that, just run it loud. Don't carry a suppressor on it. Just run it loud, you know, with a red dot or, like, an ACOG, something like a low-power variable optic or whatever. Something that can get you out of a situation that doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles. Put a flashlight on it, put a magazine in it, and sling. That's all you need. Yeah, you know, maybe carry your battle belt with you. That way, you can quickly don it. You've got extra magazines if you need them. That's practical, and keep that stuff hidden. You know, not only is it practical, it's sensible. Yes, right. I mean, yes, it's a sensible yes. thing to be prepared, right? Like if you're looking at a policeman carrying his loadout on his uh, duty belt, right? Do you look at a policeman and say, "Well, you're crazy for having handcuffs and pepper spray and extra mags and your pistol and your taser and your blowout kit and your all your your crap and your flashlight and your knife and all this mess?" Are they crazy? I mean, that's what, I mean, being prepared is being prepared. I think it's just prudent to be prepared for any situation, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to go around advertising and making a big deal about mm-hmm. it. You're not going to go out and, and, and make a big deal about it. So the other thing, all right, kind of just going back to someone breaking in your vehicle, to piggyback on what Chad said about valuables in your vehicle, the reason it's also important to stow valuables in your vehicle is because say that you leave your random laptop case sitting out, mm-hmm. and let's just say it's an unassuming laptop, all right? Whatever, a laptop, and someone sees it. And you're thinking, well, I hid my gun. Yeah, but if they break in your vehicle to take the laptop case and they rummage through your car and find your gun, it's the same thing. So valuables are valuables and thieves are thieves. And they're going to look for an easy mark, an area of easy opportunity. So if you do carry firearms in your vehicle, and let's say you have them hidden really well, or maybe you have a lockbox or some things, you know, some type of storage device that is either very well hidden or locked up, but then you leave your laptop case out or something, now, you're still inviting people to break into your vehicle. So it's very important to make sure you uh, stow all of your valuables in your vehicle and cover them up. I mean, I like to just take uh, random blankets with me when I'm out on the road. A couple of reasons. One reason is because, you know, if I go to Walmart and I buy the little random $5 fleeces and stuff like that, you know, they're not very expensive. If I need to cover up a rifle case or cover up some valuables, I get the ones with the little teddy bears and flowers and I, I get the the girliest looking ones I can. 
They have camo blankets. You can buy the little five dollar fleece camo blankets from Walmart. Yeah. I don't buy the fleece. I don't buy the yeah. camo ones. You get the one with the "Don't tread on me," the gas and fly no, on. No, no, you no. know, you buy you buy the girliest looking one. Bright you can. yellow. Get the Granny Gertrude looking most thing you could possibly get your hands on, mm-hmm. and that's what you cover your stuff up with. So you know, use use the stuff that's unassuming looking. And there's a couple of reasons I get the blankets. One is so I can cover up valuables. They're handy for just you know covering things up. But then two. Uh, if you're out on the road, let's say it's cold. I remember one time I was um, passing through town, and there was a wreck in town. All right, and this young lady was standing out by a wreck. She wasn't hurt, but she was a little shaken up. And of course, she was just running an errand, so she wasn't dressed properly for cold weather. And she had her, um, you know, just um, pajamas on and a t-shirt. She was not prepared to be out in the cold. And it was, you know, like thirty, you know, twenty-eight degrees. It was cold, right, below freezing. And I pulled over, and I had. I carry around a bunch of those little fleece blankets. I leave them rolled up in the factory, you know, little roll that comes from like Walmart for like five bucks. And I just handed her two of them mm-hmm. right here. Take those. I just stopped by, handed her those. And that was, I just want to give her blankets so she could wrap herself up and stay warm. And she, I know, thank you. She, you know, thanked me for it. But what's $10, you know what I mean, off of my, off of me to make a little bit of a difference to somebody. I mean, like, you never know when you might want to pass a blanket off to somebody if they need it, or someone's injured and they're in shock and you need to warm them up. Mm. So there's lots of reasons to keep little blankets anyway. So that's just one little kind of mm. tip you can do there is to keep those blankets in. You know, that's now, that's just an option. Now, look, if you had all those gun stickers on your car when you drove off, she might have thought, like, that was a nice gun on her. Man, look at that guy. <laughs> he was so nice to give me these blankets. I think I'm going to go be a gun owner now, too. Yeah. Man, well, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, th- th- that's true. That's true. Right. And, you know, so I guess that's kind of the the gripe, really, is mm-hmm. just when it comes to truck guns, there's a lot of options. I mean, we've done some videos before where we talked about, you know, some of the different um, you know things you can do for your truck guns in terms mm-hmm. of setting them up. But I think, you know, a good shotgun, preferably a pump, just something no frills, real simple, you know, an AR, like he said, a 14 mm-hmm. Uh, and, a, and a half with a pinned and mm. welded hider, whatever the heck you got, wow. or a 16-inch gun and just run Make it loud. It loud. Um, you can certainly do that. There's a few reasons for that. I mean, one is standoff distance is a thing, and you never know if the assailant, you might have multiple people trying to hurt you or hurt your family. And, you know, being able to create a little bit of standoff distance. Um, I've been in situations before where I've had to pull over on the side of the road and dispatch a wounded animal um, you know, I've even had a few opportunities where I'm riding by my neighbor's property and there's a coyote hanging out in the field and I can pull over and just shoot that sucker. And that's helping the farmers. They're happy to have the coyote shot. So it's like, you never know when you need to have a long gun handy mm-hmm. for certain purposes. Well, and you need that coyote to make another hat. I do. Yeah, too. So, but, but that's the thing. So, you know, there's a lot of purposes for having, you know, guns in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you know, a lot of it's regional too. It depends on like where you live and where you, the areas you frequent all the time. I mean, and the amount of crime in the area, you know, mm-hmm. like what happens where you're at. If you're in some major city, you know, probably not a good idea to, to stow a whole bunch of valuable stuff in your vehicle that someone might break in. In fact, I saw recently on Twitter, I was looking through a few of my posts in the feed, and I had noticed that, um, I'm not going to say who it is because I I don't want to, you know, put anybody's name out there or anything like that, but it was a a famous person, you know, a a well-known movie star. Actually, two well-known movie stars in two separate Twitter posts had made uh, some posts about, my car gets broken into all the time, and, you know, I don't leave anything valuable in there, so I think it's kind of funny. I don't really care. 
And then the other person was like, oh, well, I got robbed at knife point in my neighborhood when I was exiting my vehicle. So see, here's the thing. You know, you're, you probably have a high chance of needing a firearm near your vehicle more than you might think, mm-hmm. right? Say that you live in a really busy neighborhood, Okay, in the middle of nowhere. Well, you're in a big city and you're in a real busy neighborhood with lots of traffic, foot traffic, vehicle traffic, what have you. A busting metropolis of craziness, okay? And let's say you you, you go in uh, to unlock your door at night and let's say the street's right there. I mean, it's, you're talking public, Joe Blow public right there. You see all of these instances all the time. I know you've seen all the videos, surveillance videos of someone uh, with the baby crib pushing by and they get attacked by some people or something. I noticed there was a video on Twitter I saw the other day um, of a gentleman who had like three dudes try to rob him and he was coming, uh, you know, inside of his home with his groceries in one hand and then there you go. And now luckily he had his carry gun on. He was able to deploy his carry gun and uh, deal with the threat. And he came out on top. He wasn't hurt. And, uh, you know, one of the bad guys was was killed. And the other one's severely wounded, and the other one ran for his life and turned himself into the police. So, but again, mm-hmm. leaving his vehicle. He was in his vehicle and leaving his vehicle. So a lot can happen going from your home to your vehicle and vice versa. Or say you're out on the road. You're checking into the hotel. It's the it's the, uh, the dew drop in in the middle of nowhere. And you never know. You, you don't know the people around there who's around. You don't know who's casing the place, looking for an easy mark. You're leaving your vehicle. So truck guns, yeah, car guns are pretty important, right? Even if it's a pistol that you just keep in your vehicle and then you put it on your holster when you leave. I mean, there's a lot of those options, right, where folks have the rotopaddle holsters that, you know, they can unclick the holster and then mount it to the dash or mount it to the uh, console, right? So they're driving, they've got their handgun handy if there's an issue and they're nice and comfortable while they're riding along. And when they leave, they go, boop, pop it out. Put on your hip, and there you go. So that might be an option for some of you that don't want to leave a gun in your car all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make one one quick point, and it's it's sort of a funny point, but you know, Eric mentioned you know folks like just kind of peeking in vehicles and looking for things to steal and that sort of thing, right? So funny story. We've told it before, but some friends of ours had guns in their vehicle. Gun stickers all over the place, you know, patches all over the roof and things like that, patches all over the dash. And it was just inviting trouble, right? So broke into the car. Long story short, everything was taken except one item. What was that one item? The thing that didn't look like a gun. Keltec Sub-2000 that was folded up. So it, did, it, it didn't look like a gun. All right, so sure. if you're dealing with people who don't know firearms... You know, and you carry a sub two thousand in your vehicle, and you leave it folded. Obviously, you can just leave it sitting out, and like, oh, I don't know what that thing is. Oh, let's go to the next vehicle. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't that, recommend that. No, but I'm just saying, like, it is interesting that they had every ability to take it, and they just didn't take it. But we've talked about the sub two thousands as being a relatively good truck gun because it folds into a compact package, so it's easy to stow, easy to conceal mm-hmm. in your vehicle. You can hide it pretty easily. Um, there are a lot of options. Without getting you know too far down this rabbit mm. hole, I just want to mention that mm. you know there are a lot of people that will also carry body armor in their vehicle. You know, maybe an armor kit mm. or like you said, the battle belt. That's mm. always handy. You know, you obviously want to make sure that you probably hide that stuff pretty well. I mean, because someone looks at a vehicle and sees some body armor, they're so, pretty much going to assume that you probably are armed as well. Look in you know? like vans or like SUVs and stuff. I mean, you know. 
like I've got a panel in, in our vehicle that kind of pops up in this little storage compartment, and that's usually where I keep sensitive items like that out of out of sight, out of mind. It right? does lock too. Huh? Oh, it doesn't lock. But oh, I, you know, I thought there was one one thing in in your vehicle that had a little lockable. Mm, not that. Okay. Yeah, but anyways, it's just out of sight, out of mind in the back, you know. And a lot of SUVs and things have those sort of storage compartments right over where like the spare tire and stuff is. But uh, one thing I want to mention that I forgot to mention early on, when you're talking about carrying a long gun in your vehicle, you definitely need to make sure that it is 100% legal to do in your state. All right, or in your jurisdiction. Uh, here in Georgia, you can carry a long gun in your vehicle. It cannot be loaded. It, can't, it cannot be chambered. So technically, you could have a loaded magazine in an AR, in a rifle, but just not have one in the chamber, and you're okay. But, you know, certain places, they, <clears throat> they want magazines separated, ammunition separated, that sort of thing. But doesn't mean you still can't carry that firearm in your vehicle for defense, because in a lot of places... Your vehicle is what? An extension of your home, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of places have castle doctrine. If you if your home is your castle, then your vehicle is your castle away from home. Okay? Yep. So just something so to So understand think about. your local laws, ordinances, I mean, state law, you know. So all of the different laws that you have to look into, it's going to be kind of different depending on where you live. So just kind of keep that in mind. Do not take anything we say, uh, you know, with a grain of salt, because uh, we are not legal experts. A good friend of mine, and I'm not going to say who he is, but he knows if he's watching this, he knows who he is. He's real big about, especially here in Georgia, he'll have a hot mag in the gun, and then he'll cheat the bolt back and run chamber flags in his gun. So that way, if for whatever reason there's a law enforcement encounter or he's pulled over or whatever, they mm-hmm. can instantly look and see that the bolt was cheated back, yep. the firearm was unloaded, everything's cool. Um, I, I got a bunch of those little like remove before flight uh, lanyards, mm-hmm. uh, real cheap one time. And they're really meant for drones, you know, for the little thing that holds a camera in place and keeps it from moving around. It's like, you know, you put that on there just to warn you, hey, pull this off before you fly the drone. Anyway, mm-hmm. I made little wooden chamber flags with mine. So it's just got the big old tag hanging out, and that lets me know. And I just take the wooden plug, especially on a shotgun, and go, boop, drop it in there, and just blocks the bolt off. And it's easy to just cheat the bolt back, you're already pulling the bolt back anyway to chamber around, right? So you pull the bolt back and you've got that huge flag. You can just grab and it's discernible. You can get your hand on it, pull it out, and get it out of the chamber super quick Easy. rather than trying to fish out some small uh, chamber flag or something. So I go for a very large and ugly and in-your-face chamber flag that I can get and find really easy if it's low light. Mm-hmm. Probably well something you know, to consider. You are getting older and your dexterity is kind of faltering so you need something big to grab onto and get out of there. well i mean it is Shake what it, it is but you know it, hang on a second there mister <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it and I'll, I'll just sort of i guess we can kind of end this right yep. by by mentioning just one more thing that i always like to really push home is people are really quick to go hey i'm going to carry a, a long gun or a shotgun or body armor or or um, a battle belt in my vehicle uh, for some potential issue. And that's great. Like, I would totally encourage people to safely and securely uh, travel with firearms and, and have them ready to use for defensive situations when they're out on the road or near their home or whatever. Absolutely. But do not skimp on medical. Make sure you carry a dang blowout kit or two or three or whatever you can scrounge up to carry Always carry good medical on you at all times. I cannot stress that enough. It's super important. People always assume that it's going to be like John Wick and you're going to break out the Benelli M3 and go to work and, and you're going to be throwing guns down and, you know, doing tactical reloads. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, you got to be prepared for anything and be capable. You got to be capable. But your the chances of you plugging a hole versus making a hole are going to be exponentially higher. Or just rolling up on an accident or something like that that just happened in front of you and needing to apply a tourniquet. Or just whip out some gauze and try to stop some bleeding. You know, whatever the case is, like Eric said, your yeah. chances of encountering that are way higher than ever needing to deploy your firearm in a defensive situation. Or even the little like bumps and bruises of life that we oh, yeah. all go through. I mean, how many times have you been out on the road and cut your finger or busted your finger open? And well, stuff happens, right? That's why so, I like, mentioned having a little medical super important. Yeah, that's why I mentioned like a battle belt because most time on a battle belt you've got extra magazines, you've got tools, maybe some gloves, you've got a blowout kit, a tourniquet, you've got medical supplies right there on your person, you've got everything you need right around your waist to pretty much handle anything that you can encounter. That's right. And it doesn't mean that you know you have to don it to run over and it's like, excuse me, ma'am, are you injured? You know, <laughs> just grab it off there, rip it off of there and go to work. You yeah. know, anyways. I think I think if people are going to exist in society and, and us as firearms owners and, and, and if we're going to engage in the world of defense and, mm-hmm. and be able to defend ourselves and go out into, into the public at large, I think it, this should be our responsibility to be able to save a life. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to render medical aid to anyone that might need it at any time. And that medical aid should be something you really take a lot of time to really assess and make sure you understand well. Because I, I think it's our responsibility that if, if we have the means to do harm, we need to have the means to help people as well. And And honestly... The chances of you needing to help someone are going to far outweigh the, the need of you needing to use your firearm. I'm not saying don't carry a gun. I am absolutely saying carrying a gun, but I'm also saying carry medical supplies. And make sure you stow that crap somewhere and keep it safe. And don't let it fall into the wrong hands, okay? I mean, I think it, it goes out saying it is common sense, but I think people get wrapped up in the moment and they don't necessarily think about all of the details or the minutiae. Or maybe people just aren't wired to think, you know... Sometimes you have to kind of think the way a bad person would think to know how to combat a bad person. You know, so don't be afraid to kind of go, well, if I was a thief, what would I do? It's okay to think that. It doesn't make you a thief. But you need to sort of get into the minds of the people that you're trying to combat in these situations. And it's okay to put yourself in that mindset to go, well, if I was some crappy person, what would I do in this situation? Now, is that to say that I'm bebopping through the parking lot that that I would go, well, I'm going to bust that window and take that gun to tank. No, of course I'm not. But I try to keep myself mentally wired in that way to have my, you know, my situational awareness on tap so that I can put those sort of things in my mental bank, my mental computer of crap, so that I can go, all right, here's something I witnessed. This is what I saw. Now I know it's probably something that I should make sure I don't do so that I don't run into a situation where someone's going to break my window and take my crap out of my vehicle. Mm-hmm. So just something to think about. about. Um, you know, y'all have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to today's Gun Gripe. Uh, I would like to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for supporting what we do. If you love what we do and you want to support us, you can go over to Ballistic Inc. and pick yourself up a snazzy t-shirt. And uh, all those funds go right back into supporting our channel. Not only our channel, but you can support all of your favorite content creators. So if there's people out there doing great work and they have a Ballistic Ink store, there's a lot of them, you can buy a shirt on their shop and that all of those funds support your favorite content creators. So that's a great way to support the people that you uh, watch on YouTube on a regular basis if you wish. 
Have a great day. Many more videos on the way. Secure your crap. Okay, you'll be all right. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll see you next time. See you guys.